Welcome to the Mimi B Podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard, and this podcast is designed to help you become the best version of yourself possible. This podcast will motivate you and give you the tools that you need to get to where you want to be. Hey everyone, today I'm here with Sandra Karima. She is the founder of Uni Noir. She's a motivational speaker and we have very similar values in life. We want to empower people. We want to promote love, equality, positivity in the world. And I am just so excited to have her on today. I think she's going to be a ray of light for everyone listening. So welcome, Sandra. Thank you so much for coming on. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy that you shared this platform with me. I'm so excited to dive in. Yes, I'm so excited too. So before we get into all of the good stuff that we were already talking about before recording, I would love to kind of hear about your story, how you created Uni Noir, and maybe just a little bit of background on your mental health struggles and how you've dealt with them and how they've brought you now to help empower the rest of the world and and teach your your whole principles about respect, equality, freedom, love, and oneness in the world? Yeah, sure. I'd love to share my story with everybody. And um, I just want to say that sharing my story has helped me not only grow, but it has helped other people. And um, I, I'm just so thankful that you've given me the opportunity to do this. Um, so. Yeah, my name is uh, Cassandra Karima. I'm originally from uh, Rwanda, so my family are from there, um, and we relocated, migrated, so I migrated to, to Ireland, and I grew up in a really small town called Limerick, and it's literally just at the south of Ireland. Not a lot of people know it, um, but I'm really proud of it, and I grew up, I had a great childhood. Um, I was very sheltered from a lot of things that I see now. And my mom did a great job of doing that. And I felt I feel very blessed to have had the family and the support that I had growing up. But um, a, a lot of change happened, I guess, through your teenage year, years, right? You kind of you kind of come into yourself and then you're more subjective to changing b- based on your, the environment that you're in. So I definitely think that that happened to me, especially in my teenage years and going into college. So I moved to Dublin for, for college and it was great. Like I, I had um, my own place and I was living with my best friend. And as you can imagine, as an 18 year old in a new city, like with all this newfound freedom, it was amazing. Um, but with that freedom, you have uh, decisions to make on your own now. So I didn't have my parents and my mom guiding me to tell me not to do this and not to do that. So you end up um, mixing with the people that you, your mom probably should, would have warned you away from. And you end up making decisions for yourself. And I think I found myself in, in a circle of um, just really toxic relationships, um, toxic friendships and um got myself into a place where I just didn't even recognize myself anymore. I didn't know who I was. I was so molded and shaped by society that I just completely lost myself and find myself in a, in, in a depressed state of, you know, like, do I even want to be here anymore? I, it was just, it was a lot to, to deal with, but it was a lot of questions that um, I needed answers to. And, and I guess, looking back at it now 
it was the window to what I am today because it felt, it felt like I was in a dark room and I was just searching for that light. And when I found it and it was just that light was just basically, I think you can ad- identify it with it as well, is that self-love, that self-acceptance um, to who you are in, in not just in society, but in, in yourself um, and identifying what you like and what you don't like. So when I was going through uh, my depressed states um, and my my sad times, um, I really craved for a group or, or a gathering or a place where I could go and really talk about my feelings and and not feel like in like a I I almost imagine it as an AA vibe. I don't know, but I, I like but a cooler. Uh, setting with people who felt the same way that didn't feel too forced or didn't wasn't made go there so I think that's how Nuna Noir started it started off as a need for this space and I couldn't find it anywhere not around me anywhere and the things that I did find that were similar were super expensive and I couldn't afford it because I was um, in college and working and the student life um so with that I think in that moment was my glimpse of hope that if I can get through this and I can do this for other people and never did I even see it as something that I wanted to do for myself. And I think that's a, that's something that we can all relate to is that when you're so down, most of the time people that are that, well, I don't know, if, but I can't speak for everybody, but for myself, when I'm down, helping other people really does help me some way or form. And um, I guess that's how that's how I started Una Noir. I, I I needed it, and now that I'm better and I'm in a better place, I I want to create this space that people come to, and we speak, and we we challenge ourselves. And what it really is is that it it's led by my intentions. So I want to create a space of respect, equality, freedom, love oneness and my motto is to inform inspire and impart knowledge onto other people and the knowledge that I've acquired through my experience and so far we've just raised money for charity support communities create awareness and just do a lot of mindful things and I've really enjoyed it and I really think it's helped me become who I am today Mm, absolutely. And you've done such a great job at that after checking out your company and everything you do. I truly believe that we need so many more people like this in the world. And we're all, you know, everyone on a mission to make the world a better place actually makes such an impact. And it's such a beautiful story that you created this out of your own need for it, because that's always how the best businesses start. And I feel like my business has been similar. And yeah, I I absolutely love that. And I'm so excited to get into the topic of keeping all those values um, of yours and how to practice those values in real life, especially in today's climate where there's a lot of sad stuff going on in the world and a lot of negativity out there. I don't know about you, but I feel this heaviness in the air constantly these days. And I definitely would love your insight on how individuals can navigate those feelings, how they can actually make a difference. from an energetic standpoint and from 
an internal growth standpoint as well. Um, because, you know, so many people don't realize that what we want to see in the world, if we are, it's, it's one of the biggest things we can do being the person that we want to see, we, that we want to see more of and, um, you know, making an impact in that way. I would just love to know your thoughts around this. And from someone that's super spiritual, I want to know, you know, what your thoughts are on keeping things as positive as possible while also spreading awareness and making an impact. That is an amazing question, and it couldn't have come at a better time. Um, It's something that I've personally been struggling with in the last few days with everything that's going on in the on social media and in the news, and on top of cl- uh, on top of co- COVID. Um, and it's just it's a really hard time for people, especially a hard time for people of color. And I am a person of color, and I identify, and I definitely feel the pain um but let's we can really get into a topic of 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 race and and a topic of what's going on but I don't really want to go into that but I want to go to the root of of all of this right um and for me the root is lack of love um so Yuna Noir bring it back to that is it stands for darkness is not an entity simply the absence of light and noir is uh, black and french and uni is like united so it's like united darkness but the point is that we bring light into the light and into the world and i think each one of us even having a conversation like this is enlightening and um, creating awareness and um, letting people know that we're real first of all, and we feel and we, I can't identify with um, an African American because I'm not. However, I am human and I can, I can put myself in that person's position and see how they feel. And I thought, I think a lot of what's missing today is just empathy, Um, empathy for what's going on, empathy for other people. And we're just so we're just in a world that's driven by ego and self-worth and just me, 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 where um, it's not about me. It's, as I said, one of my values is pretty much oneness. And the analogy that I kind of have um, come up with about this is, so if you think about your body, right? And we have you, your, your, your full body functions and each part of that body has a particular purpose. But for the entire body to work, we all have to do our part. Um, so if in the world we're all one and we believe in oneness and um, I am very spiritual and I believe in God and I believe that we're all connected in one way or form. However, the body's one, but it's every single part of the body is very different. Um, my arms and my legs are completely different my 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 two eyes even though they are quite similar i'm sure there's a diff- there's a bit of a difference and i heard this story from um a great online mentor of mine who's td jakes and it just really touched my heart that his way of explaining it and how i'm explaining it to you guys was just an easier way of understanding that we're all one and we're all different if we decide that if the arm decides that the leg is not part of the body 
there's going to be an effect on the entire body, right? Because now you're rejecting part of who you are as well. And we're all human. So with race, I feel like there has been, and especially in the States, has been this injustice and inequality. And I can't speak on it too much because I'm not American, but it's that racism and stuff like that is felt all over the world and it's everywhere and um, everybody feels it. And for those people who decide to not see it and to maybe ignore it and not, 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 not even acknowledge it because it doesn't affect their lives. It actually does because as I said, if you have your arm and your leg and you decide that the leg is not part of the body and you decide to eliminate it and try to suppress it down, there's going to be an effect throughout the entire body, even to the parts that don't see it. So I do believe that what we can do in this time and in order for us to move past what's going on and progress, because I am still acknowledging that where we were 50 years ago is not where we are now. There has been progress, but before there is, you mentioned there's a lot of energy right now, right? So there's a lot of energy, but we're not directing that energy towards a particular, a particular thing. And where we need to, what we need to do with that energy is we need a leader who's going to navigate that energy that we all are feeling towards fixing a particular thing, which is injustice, which is, lack of love which is lack of empathy and we are all those things in naturally but we're suppressing them and not and and I think part of the problem is people not acknowledging that by suppressing some a part of yourself that you don't want to identify with is actually self-harm so to answer your question what can we do and what can we all learn from this and how can we move past it um I think it's not going to be a fix. It's definitely going to be a process. I think, first of all, there needs to be acknowledgement for what has happened, um, acknowledgement for the injustice. With that acknowledgement, if, if, as again, coming back to the analogy of the body, if the arm doesn't acknowledge that the leg is also part of the body and we're all one, it's never going to be fixed. And if they does, if, if, if it's a pretense like, oh, we're actually okay, but we're not. And there's still a deep rooted issue. There's still going to be turmoil forming in that leg. So, or in that environment. So um, in order to move past it, there needs to be an acknowledgement and there needs to be change and there needs to be action. Like what can we do as an ally? Ask yourself, what can I do as a white person with privilege to help this situation? Uh, or educate yourself. I don't know a lot about um, black history, so let me read up. Why are these people feeling this way? Or if you have going back to the to the body, if you don't look at your leg and examine the problem, you're not going to fix it. It's always just going to be there, and it's just going to be a pain. Um, mm. And we feel the pain, and people who don't want to see the pain also feel it some way because we're part of the body and. What we need to do is really share love, share respect, acknowledge equality, um, acknowledge freedom for all and freedom that we are all free. We should all be 
um, free to be ourselves and our authentic, our authentic selves and recognize that we all need each other. Um, we all need each other. And the one thing that we all need is understanding, um, understanding and open an open mind to, to change. Cause a lot of people don't want that change. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I love everything you're saying just now. And it is so true. The number one step is acknowledgement. The number two step is compassion. And I think the number three step is just taking action, especially in day-to-day life. There's been, you know, there's been so much racism in our world, especially in America, but in our entire world, there's been, you know, injustice for, for ages, ever since life started. And it's, it's not right. And I think the world is more and more turning to equality slowly, but surely. And, The best thing to do, I think, in my opinion, to change all of these old limiting thoughts, dogmas, and beliefs that our past generations have had and brought into our current generations is to stop that cycle now, like be the the, the cycle stopper and, you know, raise your kids with the same values that the world should have. And the biggest thing, though, is speaking up. When you are in conversation with people, if you are at a family dinner, if you're with friends, speaking up, if you hear something that could be racist or judgmental or just wrong and doesn't seem right, just like you want to speak up if you see someone getting bullied, like speaking up is the number one thing you can do in your day-to-day life. At the end of the day, so many people are posting on social media these days. So many people are, you know, writing on social media, oh, this is wrong, this is wrong. But if they are not speaking up in real life, they are part of the problem. And that's something I believed from day one. If they're just speaking up on social media and, you know, it's virtue signaling. That's the definition is people um, attempting to show other people that they're a good person on social media, but then in real life, not actually applying it. Like that's the biggest thing that I feel could be a problem right now. Um, So just spreading that awareness that like change happens from being the change and speaking up about the change in real life and on social media. And, you know, obviously making sure that you're acknowledging and spreading awareness, but that's how, how I'm taking this. Um, And then the other thing as well that I want to touch on is, you know, acknowledging if you have racist tendencies, like self-reflecting. And a lot of people might think, oh no, I don't, I don't, but they do. And I posted this quote on my Instagram story yesterday and it says, you are not responsible for the programming you received in childhood. As an adult, you are 100% responsible for fixing it. So if you do feel like you have racist tendencies or you do think of another race or um, person differently because of how they look or how where they were raised, then you have to self-reflect and do the work on yourself to think, why was I conditioned this way? Obviously, this is you know something I need to change about myself. So doing that inner work and realizing that we are always needing to work on ourselves, no matter how perfect we think we are, there's always work we can do. And that's something, listen, I'm trying to, I'm saying this to myself as well. There's always work I can do. There's always work everyone can do. And I think that's really going to create change. And like I was telling you, uh, Sandra, before we started recording, like I have gotten a good amount of people online disagree with my approach during this time of posting only 
in my eyes, empowering and positive messages, um, trying to help change the world in my way um, about the whole movement right now. And, you know, it, it, it really is a, a tricky subject because in my eyes, it's like, I need to be the energy that I want to see in the world. And I'm deeply spiritual. And I deeply believe that what you put out, you get back. And now I'm really starting to realize as well that there are certain things that you can't just, you know, be super positive and woo woo about like, and this again, I'm learning, right? So I'm putting my hands up right now and saying like, maybe I I don't need to post about the riots and the harm and the violence and the triggering photos, but I could still be doing more. And I've definitely, you know, been self-reflecting about that for sure. Um, And, you know, I, I'm trying to be the change that I want to see in the world. So I am still working on that. Um, So I just wanted to say that for sure. I mean, that's beautiful. First of all, that level of self-awareness and self like, like self-awareness and just looking at what you're doing and how it can impact people. Cause you have an amazing platform and amazing followers that love you. So, and I'm sure to some of those people are people of color and I am, and like, they want to see that, you know, like, are you walking the walk or are you also talking the talk? Like, are you, like you said, are you, are you are you portraying this or are you actually doing this and it's very clear to me from the moment that I met you and spoke to you that you're really in it and you're walking the walk as much as you're talking the talk so um I really appreciate you bringing me onto this platform to talk about it and it just shows a lot of care and empathy and just wanting to learn and wanting to know more so I can only applaud you for it and I can only like as an ally I, that's all that you really want um mm-hmm. is somebody who's there to listen somebody who's there to just give you that space to be upset and be hurt and not impl- implement their stories and be like well you know I also feel like no actually just let me let me just feel this because you don't know because you're not me so it's 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 a very this whole thing couldn't have happened at a more heightened time because I know for sure myself that what would have bothered me on a day to day would bother me so much more during like COVID because if there's just this unknowing, right, there's just this, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We're just in such unknowing times that our emotions are very heightened and they're very real as well. Cause we have so much time to just dwell in them and like, think about it. But to touch on what you mentioned earlier is that self-worth, right, and self-love um, is really the key, I feel, to everything. Because when you have that love for yourself and you, you develop that love, that, that leads to wanting to know more about you and wanting to know more about others. Because when you love yourself, you actually love others more. And something that you mentioned at the very start of, I don't know if it was when we were talking, but fill yourself up, right? You fill yourself up, your glass is full. And when your glass is full of love and it overflows, you have so much love to give. But if that glass is half empty and you somebody needs empathy, empathy over here because of uh, a case like Black Lives Matter, you're not going to give any of that love because you don't have that love in the first place. And really... People who are racist and people who don't acknowledge um, others' hurt and just suppress it, I pray for those people because I can only imagine 
not having that love to give because it's been it, I was there before, you know, and I was I was in that place where I didn't have love to give because I didn't have love for myself. But what the what the what the learning aspect of and all of this is like the love is the cure for all. Love for yourself will help you love others. If you love others, we 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 live in a community where where people care about each other and people empathize with each other and and ultimately self-worth and self-love is is the key and the answer to a lot of problems that we have and it's that easy but people find it really hard to love because there's just so much hurt in the world but we can't fix hurt with hurt you know so what do we do oh my god I love that and we are so aligned I feel the exact same 100% you know there's a quote that says hurt people, hurt people. And no matter how angry you are about a situation, no matter how much you allow somebody else to bother you, if you intentionally seek out to hurt them, it means that there's something inside of you that you haven't healed. So as much, you know, being in the public eye and receiving, you know, mean messages online and having people try to attack me sometimes in in day-to-day life, you know, whatever it is, sometimes people get super pissed off at, you know, how happy I always seem to be. And it's like, just, it bothers them. Um, I I really just try to remember and to tell myself, um, because I have gone through my own mental health, um, you know, issues as well, just like you have when I was younger, like going through little spurts of, you know, self-hatred and and depression, um, I need to remind myself that I'm doing the best with what I have. If I feel truly like I am constantly trying to evolve and self-reflect, then I'm doing good. But whenever, yeah, if anyone gets to the point where they feel like trying to tear someone down for anything, it's like you, you have to do the inner work because it it means that there's something inside of you that you haven't dealt with yet. And I have never met somebody that is whole and loving and compassionate and truly happy that has ever written something mean on a celebrity's photo on Instagram that has ever, you know, written. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. You're, you're just good vibes. And what happy people do when they see something that they don't agree with is that they send that person love and they, they think to themselves or even say to the person, like, listen, you know, here's my constructive criticism. I send you love. Like this is just, you know, it's all with a positive intent because at the end of the day, you know, who really listens to people that are aggressive towards you? Who really listens to the really, you know, angry keyboard warriors online, or even like, when you're getting in a fight with a family member, like you turn, you close off if people are mean and aggressive. That's, you know, it's not a good way to deal with things. So like, what are your kind of top tips on when you are feeling low and you need a boost? And if you are seeing things that you're not happy with, like, how do you deal with that? And how would you, what kind of advice would you give to people on the internet right now that feel rage and anger and that, really just, you know, are are not being very nice to people online, no matter why, you know? Yeah, I mean, I I wish I had like the answers, but I can only speak from what I do. And maybe that might help others. Um, is that I'm very intentional with what I do. 
Like I, I'm very intentional with everything I do. And I remember saying it to a friend. I'm like, I, I know it might sound like, oh, like you, you only do things because you want something from it. But I mean, like, sorry, are you wasting your time? Like, I, I don't get that analogy where people don't do things intentionally. So think about it, right? You see something you don't like online and then you don't like it. So my intent is I don't like that. So if I go and say something mean under that comment, what is what am I putting out in the world, right? I'm putting out hate, I'm putting out negativity. And what what the people what people don't know. So what those keyboard warriors don't know is that that energy that they're putting out there, there's a thing called karma, and it comes back to you. So when you do bad, you find yourself in a very bad cycle of things, right? So being intentional and being mindful is just the, the number one thing. Like know that um, in science, they say each, sorry, I might not say it correctly, but um, each, act, each, each action has an equal opposite, opposite reaction. Um, that's the same as karma. Um, what we put out will come back at, at you. Like it's been proven. So if you're out there spreading hate, hate will follow you into your life and you'll be wondering why you're so upset in life. And it's because of the daily decisions that you decide to do will ultimately change your life. How you manifested your life, uh, Mimi, you wanted more. You've set those intentions. You got that notebook and wrote, for hours of what you wanted and you really put it out there into the universe that you wanted that and you manifested it and it's the same thing when you put that negative energy out there you're manifesting it into your life and next thing you know people are talking about you and you're really pissed off but like you're bring you might not realize it but you're bringing that you're allow you're opening that door of your heart and of your mind for that negativity to rest and dwell in there when you put it out in the world so First of all, just be mindful and be intent and be um intentional. And the second thing is having boundaries, create boundaries. Like I'm on a social media break because I cannot, <laughs> you know, like I was um on it on Monday and Tuesday and there's just too much. There's a lot of reposts and it just gets heavy on the mind. And I decided to not go on social media for the next week or so because that is a boundary I have put on myself. Like I don't want to, I know my limits and I know my breaking point because I've taken the time to get to know who I am and I know me very well. So if I continue to engage in social media, I'll kind of go down a tunnel of just being angry because right now, everything that's on social media is a lot of anger. There's a lot of hope and love as well, but it's very, it's like way, way down at the bottom on top of all the anger. And People are, have a right to be angry. I'm not saying don't be angry. Feel what you want to feel. But remember that when you put that out there, you're leaving, you're leaving that energy out there. But feel what you feel within yourself. And when you do something and protest on social media, let it be an action point. Like, what can we do to fix this? Instead of, this is so horrible, we're in this. And it, it is horrible, but what is the intention that you're like, when you say all these horrible things on social media, like, what is it going to change? You know, like hate doesn't kill hate, love kills hate. So when I see someone mean, saying mean things on social media, like you said, send them love, and on their way. So setting boundaries, being mindful. And the last thing is probably just for me, just patience. 
I think patience um, in everything. Just there's not an immediate result or um, there's not going to be an immediate fix to this. I'm patient that and I'm intentional with the love that I put out and I'm patient that and I believe in the uh, in karma and I believe that things will be done when I things will be done how I want them when I put good energy out there and I'm just patiently waiting for things to fall into place. And I think that's where, it, that's, that's a place of, um, that's a place of acceptance. I think when you've accepted things for how they are and you want to change things, you just have to accept them. And I think it comes from that. So those mm. would be my tips. <laughs> Beautifully said. And I completely agree with you. I think, your message is so empowering to everybody, whatever race, gender, like you are the manifester of your life. And the second that you take control and you really just realize that you can design this incredible life for yourself, that's when you get the power, you know, like that's when you get power and it's beautiful. And, you know, it's, your personal growth that you do on yourself is ultimately what determines how what your world becomes, your success, your your happiness, right? So I think so many people just think that they're a product of their environment, but they're actually a product of their decisions and the habits that they allow themselves to have and the ways of thinking and beliefs and thoughts that they've ingrained. And that's just the most freeing realization anybody could ever go through. So it really is incredible what you've created and what you promote. Um, would you have any tips for anybody just in general, if they feel stuck, if they still feel like a victim to their environment, if they still are very reactive and um, aggressive, maybe almost how, what kind of tips would you give to them um, when it comes to personal development and self exploration? Like, as you know, since you've listened to my story, I'm a big journaler and meditator. Do you have anything like that you do kind of around that same kind of topic or do you also journal and, and what are some things like physically that you can do that make you feel better and go through that growth? That's a great question. Um, and I want to kind of share a, a, a story on that. Um, just when you touched on environment and your surroundings and people that are around you as a huge, huge factor in your self-development and your and your self-worth, right? Because when you grow up in the family you grew up in, we don't choose who our family is um, and are, but that does kind of mold you into the person you are you you're going to be but the thing is that people don't realize is that you're not a subject of your environment and you can definitely break from it so um I know I keep referring to TD Jakes but he's just the man um for me um he mentioned that so there was the when I was listening to his 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 podcast he mentioned um so there's a there was a, a a science experiment that was done on like um I think it was mice or rats or something a rats or something where um they put like a good scent in in the cage and whenever that 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 um the rat smelt it it brought back like positive memories so if you can imagine like um 
your partner or your your for me it's my mom's perfume whenever I smell it or anyone else it always brings back like this positive warm feeling um but then they said that also if they changed that scent to um for example whenever that mice went into that and smelt it and they electric they gave the little mice an electric shock it changed its perspective towards that scent so it changed its perspective in the way that um well, every time I smell this, now I get this shock. That must be like really bad. I don't like that smell anymore. So we've now changed the what used to be something pleasant into something unpleasant due to an external factor of just shocking that rat in that moment. So a lot of things that are a lot of biases that people have um, are are actually um, because of the environment they grow up in, right? So racism isn't 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 you're not born racism you're not right what did I say you're not born racist um it's taught it's taught and it's uh, it's to do with your environment so then they also mentioned that if that rash or mice had babies it's genetically proven that those children will have the same type of reaction to that smell. And a lot of traumas in our lives are actually also genetic um, because when you're traumatized, it, it, it really does affect you on, uh, on, on a really deep level unless you like talk about it and, un- and untie the knot, I always say. Um, so... I just want to, I, the reason I'm sharing this story is that that is sad that those, the babies of the rats or whatever now experience the same thing when they smell that because of the environment and because of what their generations have felt in the past. It's the same thing I'd like to kind of mention with, with seeing a black man or black or a black person on the street. You, I, it's been systematically embedded in people to now see this man and fear that man see this man because of things that I see on tv because of maybe what people have said in the past and everything is if you look into the 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 nitty-gritty of things the color black is associated with a lot of negative things so with that being said if this has been embedded in the system how do we break away from something that's systematic and how do we take ourselves away from that um, we do that by self-awareness and self-love. And that's when you decide to take that journey on yourself to find the answers and not the answers that society gives you. That's when you open and shift your perspective. And that is just powerful. Like it's so powerful because nothing is as powerful as a changed mind. When you change your mind on something, that's it. And you stick to it and you decide, you know what, I'm not eating meat anymore. You're literally changing your mind and it's there it's actually changes the the your dna in some sort it's been scientifically proven i'm sorry if i'm wrong but i i presume that's what they were talking about um and to your question sorry for making this super long to your question on what we can do in our everyday environment to ensure that we are our authentic selves and how we can show up and make sure we're our best selves is first of all, identify your biases. We all have them. I I have them too. Nobody can sit here and tell me they don't have a bias because we all have biases. Um, Identify your biases within yourself. If you're too ashamed to talk about them out loud, just quietly go on Google and research 
things uh, yourself and see how you can move about it. What I do in my day to day is I am a big meditator. Um, I meditate in the morning and I'm spiritual. So I pray and I, I feel very connected um, when I give myself the space to just think and just be. Um, and just if I'm upset about something, like I was really upset the last two days with everything that's going on, I gave myself, because I know me, I gave myself a day and I cried my eyes out and I was really upset that day. And and then I the next day I was like, okay, I let myself, I let that out. So let yourself be upset, let yourself be sad. Let yourself feel everything you're supposed to feel. Don't don't suppress it away because it'll come out in aggressive ways that you will you won't notice. And passive aggressiveness and posting and just being rude. You're being out of character because we're all truly just love. Um, let yourself feel that. So that's something that I also do. Just let myself feel the emotions. And journaling is also something that I do. Just if I don't have anyone I can speak to something to speak to about something, I write it down and it's very therapeutic. It just kind of feels like everything that was on my mind is now in this book and I feel like a sense of release. And the last thing that I do is probably I challenge myself every day. I challenge myself to be better every single day. My biggest competition in this world is who I was yesterday and no one else. I don't compete with my colleagues. I don't compete with my, my people that, but people that do the same things as me. I don't compete with anybody because that's truly a distraction when you look at what the next person is doing. If you just focus on yourself and focus on what you need to do and love yourself, like we've spoken about a few times on this podcast, um, you're really on your way to to greatness. And as as everyone always says, the magic happens outside the comfort zone. My God, everything you just said is so on point and so insightful. And I completely am on the same page as you. I love what you said just there about, you know, it being easier to love um, than it is to hate. And you said something along the lines of of that and and just bringing it always back to that and never comparing yourself to other people, just comparing yourself to who you were yesterday is something that I definitely need to work on. So you're very inspiring right now. I 100% need to work on that because it's so hard, especially in this day and age with social media, comparing yourself to everyone else's success. But at the end of the day, it's really just you against you and you are so unique. And, you know, it's the, your uniqueness is the best thing about you. Right. So there's no one out there like you just remember Mm -hmm. that yourself. Like there's literally, there's a lot of people that do what you do the same way you do your podcasts and you have this platform. And it's, it's also super inspiring for me to see. And you're just so down to earth, which is very hard to find in people that have like you know are in that industry but just if you just decide to just be you for the rest of your life I guarantee you that nobody will ever be able to replicate that and you're just winning then really right amen well back to you babe honestly you're doing great things as well and I'm really excited to share your story and your platform with my audience 
And, you know, I would love to have you on again. And like we were talking about before we started recording, um, I have, you know, a lot of friends in the podcast world, and I think you're great at with interviews and you got to do more of these. So <laughs> I'll put you in touch with them for sure. Thank Your you story so is so inspiring. No, of course. And thank you. And, you know, thank you so much for spreading this message. I think it's really powerful. Everything you've said about everything going on in the world and working on ourselves first, especially in this climate. And that's why I wanted to talk to you this week and post this episode. I'm probably going to post it today, actually, Sandra, because people need this now. Like, you know, this is, this is one of those things people need now because the world is really, really intense and more people speaking out about this and about doing the inner work and about just being the person and the change you want to see in the world, I think would be just so positive. And I'm, I'm really just excited for this. And I'm really grateful that so last minute you've, you've decided to come on the show and, and to, you know, to spread your light and just the positivity that you exude. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to have been given this opportunity. And as I said, like it wouldn't have been for my friend Bosse. She's, you know, those are the type of friends as well. Just to add, you need those friends. You need a good circle of people that are just down for you, just really down for you. Because if this wasn't for her, I wouldn't have had this opportunity because I was literally asleep. Like I was in bed and she's like, oh, by the way, I'm like, I I follow this girl, Mimi. She's super amazing. She's so cool. She's looking for people to like, maybe like have a conversation with regarding this. And she's like, I put you forward. And I never for a million years thought that I'd get an email from you because I presumed you probably got like a lot of requests. Um, But again, I'm super grateful to my friend for for that. And I'm super grateful to you for allowing me to, to do this. And I'm excited for what we can do in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And I totally agree. And after posting that story, I did get many requests and I went through everyone's names and yours just really, you know, stuck out to me because of everything you do. It's like, we're so aligned, like your whole business is centered around personal development and being the change that you want to see in the world. I know I keep saying that, but like being that person that you want to see just everywhere and, and just trying to inspire and, you know, connect and become one with everybody. Um, and I and I really just value everything you've said here because it also has made. I, I've I have felt, and I'm and I told you this kind of at the beginning of the podcast before we started recording too. It's like I have felt like just stuck, I guess, with this whole movement because I just wanted to be posting the positive stuff, and I got a lot of backlash about that, and I felt so guilty that that was something that felt authentic to me and it was being trashed. And I thought it was going to be like, Oh, thanks Mimi. We need more of this. But a lot of people didn't react that way. So just getting a different perspective on my selfish situation was, was really helpful as well. And again, like I've spoken about the entire podcast, like really helping me learn more and be better and keep trying to just evolve and not be defensive and just, you know, being open to everyone's points of views has just been really, really great too. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I couldn't agree with you more. And people need to really look up to you in the sense of you sought the change. You know, you didn't sit there and be like, oh well, I'm getting this positive hate and I don't know like, you know, you you didn't you 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 are really self aware and okay, I don't know. Let me look for people who know 
let me look for some a perspective let me look for a change and really that is the key that is that's the, like you have literally like this is I know you're probably like what are you talking about but this is it and you've just defined it you see something you don't understand it you're unsure you go and you find out and you educate yourself and you seek different perspectives because seeking other perspectives really does give you a lot of growth and a lot of understanding and I think a lot of people right now don't understand the outrage they don't understand the anger they don't understand why there's so much compassion behind all these um all these like riots and all these like like all everything that's going on they don't understand it and it's because they don't experience the things that people experience and it's great that you as an ally have gone out and seek this and put it on your platform if everybody did what you did I think the world would be a better place mm-hmm. and also to finish off on what you m- mentioned in one of your podcasts that I listened to is that if you want to be the, the change um you first of all I already act like I'm super successful even though I'm not <laughs> um not in an egotistic way, but I, I, I'm manifesting it into my life. So I'm, 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 I'm acting like I already have it. And then that's how you kind of pull it into your, into, into, into the, into, into reality. And one thing you said was if you're looking for a change and you want to do something, always take advice from people that are doing it already. Or you said something along the lines that you wouldn't take mm-hmm. advice from, from somebody who, you don't really see is doing that. And I think you used like an example of an uncle, like um, you mentioned um, like if your uncle is like, like just using an uncle, it's like that uncle that you have, that's like a super bum, doesn't really do anything, gives you advice on how to start a YouTube channel. It's like, you obviously don't know how to, so I'm not gonna like all due respect. I appreciate that, but just be specific on the advice that you do take. And you're a great example to that. So um, really, thank you. Oh my God, I love that. And I love how you remembered that because that's actually the best piece of advice that I was ever given. I think I even read it in a book once and it said, don't take advice from people who do not have what you want, right? So it's like, if you are getting advice, like for the example of the uncle, um, the made up uncle, and, and you're like trying to start a business and they've never had their own business and they're just saying, oh, it's going to fail. It's like, why are you listening to that person? And listen to someone that has what you want. Listen to the person that is an entrepreneur, if that's what you're, we're talking about here, um, or listen to someone who is making a positive change in this world. If we're going to bring it back to today's climate, you know, look at the people that you really think are are changing the world in the best way and emulate them and what they're doing and learn from that. Right. Mm, so yeah. some of the people that I look up to, it's like Dr. Joe Dispenza, which by the way, if you don't know his work, I need to send you a link to it. Cause it's so good. His stuff's all about energy and like attracts like, and the whole quantum field and law of attraction. Ooh, goodness. I love that. have to send you his stuff. So I've been looking at how he's been you know, talking about current uh, matters in the world, Tony Robbins, like, you know, uh, the holistic psychologist who's a big Instagram person that talks about psychology a lot. Like I've been looking at what all these people are doing and, and, you know, just seeing, oh, okay. So how are they, you know, trying to be the change that they want to see in the world and just like studying that. And, um, you know, also just learning from, 
from just everyone that you look up to instead of the people that are trying to judge you that don't have anything going on themselves. I think that's really important to keep in mind for sure. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And a few of um, mine that come to mind is T.G. Jakes, who I've quoted multiple times in this. And another takeaway that I actually would like to share is if people don't know about this already, it'd be great for you to check it out. It's called EGI and um, it's founded by Brian Stevenson. I don't know if you got if anybody watched the movie Just Mercy, but um. It was an amazing movie based on Brian Stevenson's uh, story. And right now, those are the type of nonprofit organizations that we need to be supporting because they fight in just cases and help with um, inequality and things like things that we're currently fighting for at the moment. So if you are unsure of what to support or where to 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 uh, to look for, wisdom from I would definitely get wisdom from uh, Brian Stevenson he has amazing TED talks and also look up what he does I'm I'm a huge fan of his I think um, the ultimate um, portrayal of love for yourself and for others is ultimately to give your life over to a cause and he gave his life over to this cause of fighting for injustice and has put himself in a very very threatening position uh, in his life because of the cause that he fights and if anything he would be somebody that I would look up to because if I'm very dedicated to this and I'm very passionate about equality and I'm very passionate about self-love and I'm very passionate about spreading that love that um, getting yourself an example of somebody who exudes those pers- those qualities is, uh, is 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 the way forward and Oprah of course nobody beats Oprah but yeah <laughs> Oh my God, of course. Yeah, nobody beats Oprah. She's nobody the ultimate goal, the yeah. ultimate inspiration. <laughs> like yeah. literally I've always, I've always said, and I don't know if a lot of people, listeners know this, but I've always said, I have always wanted my own talk show. And it's like, like Oprah mixed with like, I don't know, like more personal. I, I guess she's very personal development-y, but I've always like, always, always had her on my vision board of like wanting to be a top uh, talk show host like her. So that's a little goal of mine, but yeah, no, you never know. So, but I love, I love everything you said. And I, and I love just going right back to, to before when you were talking about acting as if, um, you know, it, it really is powerful and the best tool for manifestation, even if you're not where you want to be yet, even if you're not who you want to be yet, acting as if you're already that person just brings it so much closer to you. So what a beautiful way to end off for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, my love, where can everybody find you on social media, your website? How can they connect with you? How can they support you? So, my Instagram is Cassie underscore Karima. Um, so, that's with a K. So, K-A-S-S-I-E underscore K-A-R-E-M-A. And my website for Uninuar is www.uninuar.co. So not .com, literally just .co, because a lot of people are like, you're missing the M on that. Um, <laughs> and then uh, my Instagram for Uninuar is Cassie underscore Noir. Um, but yeah, find me on Instagram and social media. And um, I'm always happy to have conversations with people. So Amazing. I love it. Thank you so much again for coming on. 